It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's seat. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, I'm going to pe- put a slight peek behind the curtain here. When <laughs> I'm first, glad you're going to throw him under the bus here. Because first off, we, we've got uh, we've got Aaron Noonan, the V8 sleuth, as our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. But when I've got him queued up on hold, ready to go, and <laughs> I go, as our intro is playing, I hear Matthew McKeldin go and say, Steve. Steve, and I ask, where's Steve? And the answer is, he's in the kitchen. (laughs) It doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. And I'm not sure that we're on air, so I don't want to scream out at the top of my lungs, Oi, get in here, Steve, the show's starting. So if you you could see on camera, folks, I'm here windmilling my arms to try and get Steve's attention to run on in here. Anyway, I was only bringing you here. in the Bundy, Bundy Ginger Beer. You did. Bundaberg Fantastic sponsors of SEN Bundaberg Ginger Beer. Uh, well Thank you. And he uh, was bringing me in a freshly chilled bottle of Bundaberg for our show. Well, well it is great to see uh, a quick peek behind the curtain before we get to our feature interview. You know him as the doyen of all things V8 supercars and Australian touring cars history. He's got one of the most extensive back catalogues of this great sport and and has done every Holden Racing Team fan a favour that might have missed out on an initial run of a stellar book that was put out in 2017. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only V8 sleuth himself, Aaron Noonan. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, what have you done to this show since I was last on? I remember when this was a serious motorsport, insightful analysis program. Now it's Stevie's hanging out in the kitchen. Matt's waving like a crazy man and Nims is trying to control both of you guys. So what is going on? We've turned it more towards the, our real passion. Uh, that's food. Food. <laughs> and M- MK, Matt and Steve, not MKR. My kitchen, Matt and Steve, here live on, on air. We did used to be a very serious show, uh, mate, and then we saw what our ratings were and we went, stuff this, we better get a little bit more... Uh, more entertaining colourful? and colourful <laughs> rather than just talk about motorsport. However, having said that, we are both still cardigans when it comes to this sort of stuff and your stock of books and information and photos yeah. and videos, mate, we absolutely love it. And you've, you've, as Nimsy said, you've done something with the HRT, the Holden Racing Team. Yeah, I think it's a case of old school's cool is kind of the... Uh, mm. 
the line of, of late. But yeah, yeah as, as, and thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a little while since we've done this, so good to catch up and, and have a chat. But um, yeah, we, we've, we've been publishing books for, for the last couple of years, and about five years ago, we did a book documenting all the Holden Racing Team cars. But you know what? Stuff keeps happening with them. People sell them, they restore them, they uh, bring them back to how they raced back with Craig Lowndes or Peter Brock or Mark Scaife or Garth Tanner or any of the stars from over the years. So it never Steve sits Johnson. still. So we've put together a... Uh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> I think Johnson gets a run in this one somehow. I think it's the uh, wrong colour and the wrong badge. But um, yes. uh, did get a run in our Perkins book from his little interlude with a privateer yeah. Commodore some years oh, ago. Exactly, um, I did. And that was a Perkins book yeah, car, wasn't yeah. it? It was. It was the Elk Air Conditioning mm. Privateer Commodore. Um, yeah, so we've we've just released a second edition of this book, which is you know, an updated version, lots of updated text with where these cars are now, and some of the private collectors have purchased some of these cars. They're going for big biscuits, huge dollars. Mm. I think there's a few people who've decided to put their um, superannuation funds into race cars rather than cash. So um, <laughs> oh. there's plenty of that stuff going on. There's plenty of new photos. It's a, it's a cool thing, and it's, it's out now. It's a limited number. It's only 3,000 copies, so um, I'm sure they're the perfect uh, Father's Day or Christmas idea to, to snap up or, yeah, just treat yourself anyway. Why not? Well, it, and you're right. It does focus uh, on that old or the... Oh, we we call the the golden era, don't we, Matthew? We do. Um, when or, men were men and race cars so, were actually racing, <laughs> and race drivers could say what they wanted without fear of being fined. Yes, exactly. But uh, mate, obviously, being a Holden book and obviously a HRT book, you've focused it, and and when it's gone from backing from Clayton uh, down there to and it moved to Triple Eight, I think it was back in 2017, wasn't it? it, it it did have the HRT name that, that sort of came with it, but it, it didn't really have that heart and soul, okay. is it? Yeah, it was just, I don't know, with the Brock and the Scaife, Lounsey Murph and the GT era. So this book really focuses on that in the lead up through to the end of 2016. That's right, Stevie, it does. And a lot of people have asked, why haven't we included the Red Bull Holden Racing team cars that followed mm. on? Well, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, as you guys will know, and a lot of your listeners, and a lot of your listeners will be hardcore, long-term HRT slash Walkinshaw fans. So to them, when that banner was moved, it kind of was the banner and the team were the same thing. And when you took away the banner, the team was still the same, although it had to be rebranded. Um, so a, a lot of those people spent all their time barracking for their team against AAA. So it'd be like, saying, oh, well, the, the sponsor from Geelong's going to Collingwood. I'm going to go and support Collingwood. Well, hell no. No way. I'm not supporting <laughs> Collingwood. It's that kind of scenario. So uh, uh, there's very much... Uh, and now this is the interesting part with Walkinshaw and Dreddy United breaking that GM tie, finishing up the end of the year and off to join the Blue Oval next year. So we saw, I, I reckon their supporters stuck fat with their team, even though the banner changed at the end of 16 and it went to Triple Eight. Yeah. The Walkinshaw fans that were HRT fans stuck with them. Now the question is, do they stick with them into the new era or is the fact that there's no lion to support anymore enough to make people decide, you know what, I'm a Walkinshaw fan. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with Chas Mostert and I'm supporting the team and they just so happen to race a Mustang. A bit like people supported Peter Brock back in the day mm. and they kind of overlooked and went, oh, all right, he's driving a Sierra, but you know what, everybody else is, so... Uh, or we love BMW Brocky, or whatever else, you know. Yeah, yeah they did BMW, him, exactly they? right, exactly right. 
So yeah, we totally. Just and, and Triple H's got its own audience too. So mm. that's that's the scenario. And we're going to do a book on them next year, 20th anniversary well, for that team. And that kind of leads me into this. I mean, with, with this sort of focusing up to 2016, is there likely, as you go past that, as we now come into 2022 and into 23 with new gen, is there likely just to be a... I don't know. What do you call it in literary terms? Do you call it a new book? Do you call it a, a, a third or fourth, you know, a, a another sequel. chapter, a sequel? Are you going to cover those cars? An epilogue. Mate, epilogue. I, I, That's I'm the word I'm looking for. It took three goes to say. I, 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 I thought <laughs> literary was mentioned three times there, but I was slightly concerned that that's where we it's were going. Bundaberg ginger uh, beer, mate. Is, are these, is this alcoholic <laughs> ginger beer? Or, uh... <laughs> too, too much time in the kitchen. Too much time mm. in the kitchen. Um, yeah, I think uh, the great thing is actually some of these Holden Racing Team cars from when that team finished with Walkinshaws at 16, they carried on. They they raced with the Walkinshaw team in the following years. And um, so they're covered in the book with their, their full full histories through. So we've sort of got this gap where we've got the Walkinshaw cars of the Commodores that weren't HRT, um, but they're sort of floating. So somewhere, somehow, I'm sure we'll cast the net across those and put them in a a combination book somewhere down the line so as they're not forgotten about. But they're they're part of the, the team's history over the journey too. And that's what we're really big on with what we've been doing for the best part of, you know, ten odd years with V eight Sleuth. We're all about the history of the sport and, and connecting it to the contemporary. So it's great to talk about the good old days and how great it was back in the day. But it's also about celebrating the now because we don't just live in the past and sit there watching old races every night where mm. we're connected to the sport as it is currently. It's very different to how it was 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So it's mm. putting that bridge between the two things that what we're focused to do with, you know, the books and the website and the podcast and all the stuff that we've done, which we've had, I've got to say, amazing support from fans over the years on um, what we do, how we do it. And we sort of like to do things that are, a bit different to what everybody else is doing with a little sleuth slant on them as well. So uh, it's great that, you know, a lot of your listeners will have followed us over the years of, of what we've been up to. And uh, don't worry, there's plenty more stuff to come because stuff's getting older all the time. So there's always going to be something for us to do. And we all know that the sleuth Aaron Noonan has got the biggest vault in the country. <laughs> He's got the biggest vault of motorsport. Well, he does. Everything and I reckon in the country. There's a few things that Aaron Noonan knows around me and may have even witnessed over the years at after parties that just better stay in that vault, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> got a very big lock on it, Matthew. Don't you worry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Noons. Hey, Noons, uh, last year we spoke to Cito, Glenn Seaton, and you teamed up with him to release his, uh, obviously, racing history book, his official racing history book. Um, you know, one more thing that you guys are doing, Will Dale, well, like, will Will Dale be working on this book with uh, Jim Richards? Um, you know, because obviously that's coming out towards the end of the year, and, and how's it been going with, with Jim? I've got to tell you, Stevie, it's a really interesting one that you ask. So, as you said, uh, you know, your old teammate, you'd spent a year mm-hmm. driving with Glenn a couple of years back, Um I twisted his arm a few years ago and said, mate, you've got to do a book. People love, you know, your story of where you've been and what you've done. And it took a while to convince him to do it. And we, we got it done a couple of years ago. And, and he actually said at the end of it that he really enjoyed the process. He really enjoyed sitting back and stopping and taking stock of what he's achieved. You know, two Australian touring car championships and a bunch of Bathurst podiums and poles and touring car championship race wins and Sandown 500s and, you know, all this stuff, running his own race team. And I think for, for me as a publisher and as a media guy, it's great that we can do these projects with guys who I grew up watching on TV and I've you know been so fortunate enough to, to work with in a bunch of different media roles and 
but the thing that I got the most out of it, and the, the same's happening with Jim, the book that we're working on with Jim Richards this year, mm-hmm. Glenn came to us at the end of it and said, I really enjoyed doing this. It meant a lot to me because, you know, for something that it took us a while to get him to convince him to do, there's some people who are, you know, he's not a blow his own trumpet kind of guy, nor is yeah. Jim Richards. They're very similar in that regard. So when we're doing a book, which is very much blowing your trumpet in a way, um, Glenn just got so much out of it. He, he really enjoyed the process and really grew to love the project. And, and that's what's going on with, with Jim at the moment as we're putting that book together because it took a fair bit of arm twisting and his family, his daughter, his grandkids, Steve, his son, um, Faye, his wife's involved. Um, it, it's been a big process. But now that it's rolling, and of course, Jim Richards, there's you know seriously about 100 years of motor racing history to try to wrap into 400 pages. Uh, he's really enjoying the process and, and really getting a lot out of it. And for me, I think that's the the coolest thing. Like, it's great that we're putting these pieces of history together for fans to enjoy. But probably the biggest kick that sort of gets me really excited about it is the impact it's having on these guys who are legends of our sport, who've got something that then puts in one spot, here's your body of work, and they're really proud of it and really thrilled to... It's kind of that old the journey is the reward. There's the, there's the end thing. There's the book. There it is. There's all the pictures. There's the words. That's great. But it's the journey of putting it together and thinking of all the memories and some of the stuff that they've not thought about for a very long time. That's the thing that I really get the biggest kick out of. It's very cool. Noons, the thing that all, when you mentioned how, you know, you had to kind of like, how Cedar was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I should do a book. I love how you, when we spoke to you last before, um, uh, Neil Crompton's book, uh, Best Seat in the House, and you can get that at the V8 Sleuth uh, Superstore as we speak. But um, I love how hey, Crompo, of all people, are like, oh, I don't know if people want to hear my story. It's like, Neil, are you serious? <laughs> of course we want to hear your story. <laughs> I have done more arm twisting in the last 10 years on books with some of these guys. Uh, I've twisted their arms around and around, and he was one of them too. It took me 10 years, and we finally got there uh, last year, and they did a reprint on it. And he keeps saying... Oh, yeah, it'll be selling by the kilo before you know it. But, you know, <laughs> uh, we did a great night up at the, the Bathurst Museum this year at the 12 hour, and there were plenty of fans who could quote the book back to me. They've read it 10 times over, which was which was really great. And he got a lot out of it, and it came at a really difficult time. Obviously, he, he had his cancer diagnosis right in the middle of doing this mm. book. So when, when you're sitting there probing your life of your motorsport life and your broader life, and then your life you know, the big question of life comes into play when you find out that you're crook. It's it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. And it was at a very difficult time that we, we were working on that book. So um, I know he's really proud of it. And again, that he's glad that we twisted his arm to do it. Yeah. Um, he's talking about when are we doing the next one? So, you know, yeah. it's it's a bit of a dangerous thing when you start these books because you can never stop them and shut them down now. We've, <laughs> we've got them up and rolling. It's, it's going to be hard to slow them down. It, I know. And like, oh, that was good that you said that because something that I did want to ask you is, you know, you get the guys like you've, you've done one with my old man and you're doing one with JR now and Cedo Crompton, a lot of the guys that have, that were, that I idolized as a kid. Um, and they're all, you know, Larry, they're all very standoffish. No, no one will want to hear that. You know, my dad's still the same now. He still doesn't believe and understand why people still want his autograph, you know? So, um, when and, and you go from that era to this year and now, do you find that this year is a bit different in the way that, yeah, you, let's talk about me and we'll, we'll do 400 pages on me and, and trying to invite it in rather than, you know, the old school way, whereas it's, you know, I, you know I'm not really involved in promoting myself. I just, why would anyone want to hear my story sort of thing? 
Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a... Um, those guys are a product of their era, Stevie. And you and I are similar vintage. Uh, you are slightly older than me, but not very much. But we're in the same line of our of our era. So We're a hybrid yeah, they're, they're era because we're halfway in between. Yeah, we are. We're in the middle. That yeah, we are. And, and social true. media. And I think that's probably got a big impact on what I'm talking about. Oh, mate, I spend VHS, DVD, and streaming, so I know exactly what you're all about there. I know Vita, exactly yes. what you mean. Beta Max. Beta, well, I'm not quite that old. Steady on, steady on. Pass the beta. I haven't got one of those. Jeepers. That's, uh, that's definitely a little bit before my time. But, uh, yeah, you're right. And, and, and that's the, sort of the, the product of the era of those guys. And, you know, there wasn't the level of exposure that there is now. You know, I remember as a kid, you had to sit up, well, my dad wouldn't let me sit up. He's probably listening to this right now on the SEN app, by the way. So he's in Ballarat. He would never let me sit up Sunday night to watch the <laughs> touring cars at 10.30 on Channel 7. I had to, he had to tape it, and I had to watch it after school the next day. So we've come a long way, haven't we? Where, you know, this weekend, Townsville, we're going to have live coverage on Fox and KO and 7 and X amount of hours and all the racing and all the practice and all the qualifying. I mean, we've, we've, we've got so much of it now compared to back then. So... It's clearly everyone's a different product of their era and the drivers and the topics of today. They'll get old one day and we'll we'll write about them. But now there's there's not much that's not left seen or known because there's so much coverage and socials. You can follow your favourite driver or team or or whatever response, whatever it might be. So it's pretty hard to miss a trick at the moment with the way of the world compared to, say, you know, the 80s and 90s when, when I was growing up. Uh, mate, very quickly, you've been uh, you've been on with us for a little while. Just before we let you go, for those of us who still require big letters and big words and big pictures in our books, um, or on your phone screen, or on my phone screen, yes, thank you. <laughs> I am the oldest of the four people talking here, by the way. Um, you do a podcast, the V Eight Sleuth podcast, which for mine is just one of the top sport. Uh, podcasts, not just motorsport, but sport podcasts. You recently did one with Nathan Pretty. Um, what a legend of a bloke. If, you, if, if you're listening and you haven't had a listen to the V8 podcast, jump onto Nathan Pretty. Um, understated guy, but in amongst us that are around the pits, literally one of the funniest blokes you'll ever meet and one of the greatest guys. I wasn't surprised to hear some of his stories. I also wasn't surprised to hear why he never probably went full-time. Um, because he said in the in the podcast, and you really must go and have a listen. He always held back at just a few tenths to make sure that he brought the car home in uh, in one piece. So, mate, uh, congratulations on that interview because it's really easy interviewing the big people because there's so much. But when you get to someone like Nathan Pretty, who hasn't necessarily been in the spotlight for too long, it can't be as easy. But it was a great chat. Yeah, thanks, mate. I love talking to the people who I've got to know in motorsport over the years and you're right they're not the big names you know and and you know it's great to chat to the dick johnson and the larry perkinses and the mark scapes and and those guys that the broader public will know but then nathan pretty i mean it, it's a great story and yeah appreciate if anyone goes and have, has a listen the v8 Sleuth podcast is available on all good podcasting <laughs> networks of course like all the sen podcasts as well including Absolutely. the driver's seat there you go join plug Indeed. um <laughs> Thank you. but the, the great thing with with nath is that um, he's been there and done so many things over the journey, but he was driving cabs in Wodonga, a Ford, by the way, uh, at the same time that he got this call up to join the Holden Racing Team as an endurance driver, which was just, you know, and then everything that goes from there, he, he wins the Bathurst 24-hour race for Holden. He 
He's driving for them in the endurance races at Bathurst every year. As you said before, he never went full-time in V8 supercars. He prepped his own cars. He raced on the Thunderdome at Calder. And he's just a great, fun bloke who's mm. achieved a lot over racing but doesn't have that big name. So it's it's telling those stories and getting the uh, the inside download with some of those guys who, you know, you probably don't hear in other places or see much of who've drifted off away from the sport a little bit because there's always a good story or three to be had. And, and he's definitely one of those one of those great characters of, of Aussie motorsport for sure. I think Matt McKeldin could have taken uh, a bit of advice from Nathan Pretty and just backed off a couple of tents and brought the car oh, home. You are <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> that. That is what is a this a, by, is this a weekly is. gag you guys do? Is this weekly? Is this weekly? Uh, well, at the moment, until how's, we get how's the, the rebuild fixed. of the car going, Matty? How's the rebuild? Um, well, mate, I'm going to hand it over to Steve Johnson yeah. on that answer because he's actually he and Jet and Ben uh, Ben Leeds are actually doing all the hard work. So, yeah. Steve Johnson, how's my yeah, rebuild it's coming going along? Going very well, <laughs> it is at the moment. It's uh, it won't be too far before it's on track. So it's um yeah, it's it's coming along nicely, and mm. you may see that little well, it's not so little that mm. number <laughs> well. Can't even say what number it's going to be. It's going to be different. Not yet, yeah. Kubota car on the mm. track before the end of the year with one M McKeldin behind the wheel. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, well, yeah, we'll see what we're going to do. We're we're currently talking to upper senior management uh, in the McKeldin household about whether I, I'm allowed to go racing again next year, uh, noons. But we'll see how we go. But it won't be in transit. How are those if I contract do negotiations develop? Uh, look, they're going pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, they're yeah, that's, they're that's actually a, that's going pretty good. That's a team principle. You don't want to annoy there, uh, Matthew. No, goodness, no. No, no, no. Like, you think Gary Jacobson <laughs> got the Tijuana brass pretty hard from uh, Premier. You should see what will happen if I mess up in this one, <laughs> mate. Yeah. So, yeah, mate, I don't know. Look, we're, we haven't made a decision on what we're going to do for next year, but we're still working through things. I'd like to be back on next year, probably in TA2, but we'll see how we go. We're keeping our fingers crossed on that one. Um, uh, Noons, look, we've, we've taken up uh, far too much of your time, but uh, uh, make sure you do jump on board the V8 Sleuth website. There's a ton of good stuff. Also, I should take a quick mention to mention um, the fine work that uh, Andrew Van Leeuwen and Stefan Bartolomeus do every single week on the Castrol Motorsport podcast because uh, it was, uh, it must be very, and we know this for a fact too, doing the driver's seat, that when there's breaking news that happens and you just, you know, we, we do our show on a Wednesday, and then all of a sudden, big stories happen on a Thursday. It's not convenient. So with the whole super dra- uh, license <laughs> driver last night, I could just imagine you boys hitting record, stop, done, and go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> there was a bit of that going on. There was a bit of, let's just stop, let's make some calls, and then pick it up again and uh, get it out there a little bit later in the piece. But yeah, it's the nature of breaking news, isn't it? Whenever you... You set a plan to record something. Something happens right before or right after you. You're going to do it. It's the nature of the beast, isn't it? So, yeah, um, that's life. That's yeah. life, isn't it? But hey, looking forward to Townsville this weekend too. So, um, looking forward to seeing what unfolds with the the supercars up there as well. Mm. So, yeah, there's always a bit of news cooking behind the scenes as well. And we're going to get some cars on a racetrack this weekend. And um, yeah, let's see if anybody can give Mr. Van Gisberg a run for their money. I can't see anyone outside Triple Eight Tickford or. DJR winning, because here's a little tidbit for you before I go. The last 24 races in a row in Townsville since 2014 have been won by those three teams. No one else has won up there. So let's see if someone can break their stranglehold this weekend. Well, I don't mean to be mean or rude, but if Tickford could... But you will be. (laughs) I will be, because I don't really care. Uh, But if, if Tickford could find some consistency, that'd be fantastic, because... Consistency has left the building when it comes to 
that squad and if they're going to win something this weekend. It would be nice to see them have a – they had a good round, I think, up in Darwin. Did they have a good round in Darwin? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, Cam, Cam won yeah, a race. Cam, Cam won a race. Won a race. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to see if they can back that up um, in uh, Townsville because I, I, I hear what you're saying yeah. about Triple I, I agree eight, with you, Tickford yeah. and yeah. DJR, but I, Tickford is not one of the teams that I would have put in there about giving Van Gisbergen a consistent run. No, but they, they did win in Townsville last year with Cam Waters. But they then did. again, Triple Eight has won a bazillion races there with Wink Up and Van Gisbergen yeah. over the journey too. So it's very much a Triple Eight track. And, and DJR hasn't won there as DJR. They were DJR Team Penske, remember that mm. Scotty McLaughlin era. So the cars look the same, but it's a little bit of a different setup now. But that's the beauty of all this stuff, guys. We just don't know what we're going to get. We know James Golding's coming back, which is great, the subway mm. car. Um, and I picked up a little scary tonight that um, Lee Holdsworth, who I'm pretty sure you had on your show last week, he's got an engineering change this weekend because his regular engineers got COVID just before the trip to Townsville. So David Couchy, the team principal, is going to take back the whole uh, race engineer headset thing that he used to do at Triple Eight, and he's going to be on the headset for Lee this weekend. So that's a, a bit of a shuffle, be and there's a been a, a, very good a big issue today, I think. With, <laughs> yeah, it's a good sub to be able to pull it out, but... Uh, I think there was an issue with a, with flights out at Melbourne Airport today for a bunch of teams and drivers and Super yep. 2 competitors who were bounced to a flight tomorrow morning that was initially going to be with two stopovers getting people into Townsville at the end of tomorrow night or even on Friday, which would have been a disaster. So it's my understanding that there's actually been a... Because there's been so many dramas with flights and uh, airlines and cancellations and delays that they've put on a direct flight in the morning to get those people up there from here in Melbourne, in my part of the world. So, um, yeah, always a little bit of a drama here, there and everywhere, but that's just a a little bit of an added bonus for uh, teams with their logistics planning to try to make sure that they get to North Queensland for the weekend. Oh, jeez. Uh, we just need a little bit more spice to, to add to an already interesting season. But uh, at noons, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate, uh, especially on, on an evening like tonight, which is very, very cold. So uh, we thank you for sitting by the phone and have a yarn with us. Remember, you can get the Holden Racing Team, the cars, the complete history from 1989 to 2016. The second edition is available now from the V8 Sleuth Superstore. Plus, you can even pre-order Gentleman Jim, the official racing history of Jim Richards as well at the V8 Sleuth website. And make sure you take advantage of all the great offers that are on there. I know I am. I can tell you right now, Noons, that cart is very, very busy. Uh, <laughs> but you're going to need a pretty heavy Australia Post mailbag to send it through to my joint. I can tell you that. Just, just go and rattle that lock once again. If you wouldn't mind, Noonsy, on that vault just before you go, that'd be great. Just make sure. Yes, that it's... yes, yes. It's, uh, Thank you. Uh, I'll pop another padlock on there, fine, sir. Yeah, all good. good. Uh, keep that nice and shut down. Uh, but thanks a lot, Noons. We appreciate your time, mate. My pleasure. Good stuff, boys. Uh, Aaron Noonan, the V8 Sleuth, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryker Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryker Filters, the professional's choice. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91